And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name. First, Job mentions that it would be better to have died at birth than to ever have existed. Yes, I know. Of course, that's a foolish statement because dying at birth would mean that there would be no existence to be aware of. And then he tells God, just leave me alone because I only have a little time left. Number one, he doesn't know how much time he has left. I just want to point out to you that you don't know, I don't know, we don't know, corporately we don't know, and specifically personally, we don't know how much time we have left. Number two, each human being is God's property. Did you hear what I said? Each human being is God's property. I have rights for my own self. You are God's property. And he will do with you as he sees fit. He's the creator of life, and he decides what does and what does not happen. And next, stepping up to the plate with a swing and a miss is Zophar. He's not wrong in saying a person is not proven innocent because they talk a lot, lots of talking. Doesn't mean a person is correct. It just means there's lots of talking. And in regards to prayer, it means even less. Because Jesus was very clear about those who babble on, they are much more likely to be from Babylon because they babble on. And finally, Zophar accurately says that people cannot discover everything that there has to do with God. This is along the lines of Deuteronomy 29.29, which says, The secret things belongeth to the Lord. And what's important is for you and I to understand that what he shares is what he wants us to know, and what he doesn't share, he doesn't want us to know. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice, nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Now, you should like this one. Ready? Talking to Dynamite D is like talking to a friend who you know would help you fix a flat tire. Ooh. Nice, right? <laughs> yep. That's very nice. 
Uh, bottom line is maybe you've got a prayer request or a praise report, something you want to share. Maybe you've got an answer to Bible trivia. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. For example, here's our Bible trivia. I'll just get it rolling so you can know what we're talking about. Uh, did the pillar of cloud, the pillar of cloud in the wilderness, lead the Israelites by day or by night? Did the pillar of cloud in the wilderness lead the Israelites by day or by night? If you think you know that answer, you can reach out to us. And the way that you do that is you simply give us a call. You call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. And as well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Here's the other part of this that I want to make sure you get. You might have something that's on your mind or on your heart. Or somebody's calling in, we'll get to them in a second. But you have something that's going on, and you're like, I need prayer for this. Let's pray. And you're thinking, well, is that going to help? Here's my response. Good night. I mean, it could be good. It's a good thing to do. So what we know is we pray. And then maybe you got something the Lord has done. Maybe you had a great thing happen. I had the most amazing uh, devotions on Saturday. It was like, I thought, I was like, like what happened? Just like, it was like I went to another planet or something. It was just so good. And it's like, that's a great thing. And it's like, what you when great things happen, you share them and people get blessed by them and they get encouraged by them. I think the biggest thing, by the way, when you do your devotions, just ask God to talk to you and just listen. You'd be amazed how much more takes place when you go in with his agenda as compared to your agenda. All right, so somebody is ready to answer the trivia question, a very interesting trivia question, which has produced very interesting results on people responding. Let's go to the person on the phone. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Jay. How are you? Hope you're having a blessed day. I am. Can you turn Can you turn your radio down just a bit? Seems like there's a little bit of feedback there, I think. That might, might help us. Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah, Dave, I think you're throwing us a curveball. Okay, all right. I'm throwing I, you I a curveball. I think it was a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night, right? Right. So did the pillar of cloud in the wilderness lead the Israelites by day or by night? By day. That Dave. is correct, <laughs> You caught it. So that's what's really important is, look, look, the fire would be at night so you could see. Exactly. (laughs) I love your show. I love you. And I do pray for you when I pray every day. So I love listening to the Dynamite D Show. Thank you, brother. That's a blessing. What a blessing. And thank you for a great phone call. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good day, brother. Bye-bye. That's right. He's right. It's a little bit of a curveball. The split finger. He picked it up though. Yeah, that was good. To his credit. Yeah, that is a good one because that wasn't exactly the easiest question in the world. Good job. All right, let's get into this teaching. This teaching is, oh, I just, I just, I like it because I identify with it because I have felt the. Have you ever felt the things that you, when you're reading in the scripture, you read it and you're like going, yeah, I felt that way. You ever go through that? Especially, you know, I think most people will agree with me. Uh, the Psalms, boy, you really, boy, when you read the Psalms, you just like go, yeah, I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going on. Like he's praising the Lord here or there, and then he turns around and he's like, yeah, where are you? <laughs> Where'd you go? That whole thing. All right. So I want to go into this. We're in Job. We are in chapter 10. We're at verse 18. Now listen, because here's this moment where Job uh not his not his shining moment in life. 
Okay? Remember, chapters one and two? Yes, sir! Chapters three through 31? Not so much. Chapter 32 and on? Back on course. So here's what Job says in chapter 10. Why then did you bring me out of my mother's womb? Why didn't you let me die at birth? Then I would have been spared this miserable existence. Guys having a bad day, right? I would have gone directly from the womb to the grave. I have only a little time left, so leave me alone that I may have a little moment of comfort before I leave for the land of darkness and utter gloom, never to return. It is a land as dark as midnight, a land of utter gloom where confusion reigns and the light is as dark as the midnight. <laughs> Come on, right? This guy, Job, who we love, is going through it. This He's going through... And I want to say it the nicest way that, that we would all appreciate. He's He just is like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Have you ever felt that way? I can't do this anymore. You know, Lord, there's times in my mind, I, why don't you just, I could have just died at birth, could have skipped this whole thing. Now, what I want is the honesty that comes from this reflection. This is why I love this middle section because you read this and you go, I felt that way. I have been in a position where I have felt exactly this way. And I'm like, wow. And Job just said, he just said you know, I mean, just, just leave me alone and, uh, and I can have a little moment, a little comfort. Is he right in saying this? No. But is he human in saying this? Yes. Is it biblically a correct theological response to God? No. But did he say it? Yes. And don't try to say he didn't say it. Job was a great guy. The New Testament paints him in his picture as being, like, you know, super great. Right? Look at what he's saying right here. Listen to what he says. Just listen to what he's, he's communicating. I only have a little time left, so leave me alone. <laughs> Just look at that in verse 20. I only have a little time left. Leave me alone. I will confess to you this one thing I have said. And I have said it. I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be, you know. I have been at the point of frustration where I have screamed up to heaven above and to the, uh, the, the realms below. And I have said, everybody just leave me alone. <laughs> That's exactly what I've said. And it's just like, you're just like, everybody back off. <laughs> just everybody, just step away. The reason why that's important is for you to understand that you're not the only person who's gone through that. You're not the only person who's experienced that moment where you're sitting there, you're looking at the Lord, and you're like going, "You got to be, you got to be kidding me." And he's frustrated now. Is he is he in the right? No, he's getting mad at God. Right? You can see it's building. Right? He's building up. He's building up. And you know where it comes. And we we've discussed it before. And we're not trying to we're not trying to give you a surprise ending. The big ending in Job is simply straightforward. Job sinned because he justified himself and he didn't justify God. And that's what we do. And every time I say that to people, I always they pause. They go, oh. Why? Because it's a difficult process to think through that when we're doing this kind of stuff, we're justifying ourselves. 
We don't know what God is doing. We did. We're not sure about all the events. But Dave, it's so far beyond. I mean, it's so. And there's a lot of pain. I get it. But you know what? He doesn't get to choose how long he lives. He. I only have a little time left. It's not up for him to decide. It's up to God to decide. You don't know. Your exit could be today. It could be not until it's a corporate exit. It could be. 20 years from now, some people say, well, it couldn't be 20. It could be 30 years. You don't tell God what it's going to be. He'll let you know. It is appointed unto man once to die. It's an appointment. Okay? Well, if you eat healthy, it's an appointment. Okay? You don't abuse the temple, but it's still an appointment. So let's not get, you know, let's not go off track here. And what he's what he's saying is, I'm losing it here. I'm, I just, just leave me alone. I want to be left alone. He's not the only person who said that. King David said that. Oh, that I could have wings like a dove, I'd fly away. I'm out of here. And we all think we have a great pair of sneakers. <laughs> We're gonna run. We can. We got a better pair of sneakers than God. We're gonna run. Outrun God. Uh huh. Now, what's amazing is when we come back. Because, you know, Zophar's going to give a response. He's going to be, there's going to be a couple things he says right. But remember, he's going under the assumption that Job is a bad guy. And you know what? Job's under the assumption that he's being punished too. Hey, guess what? They're all wrong. That's what the scripture tells us. Okay? All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you were able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— 
it was it was I guess when I first heard it I was overwhelmed first of all anti-semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews you've been on my show now this is three time and I'm as Jewish as they come yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. You know that little job section, boy, that riled me up. I like that. I mean, it's 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 so real. Yeah, it's like you, you read it and you go, you know, if you don't jump into the middle of that stuff, you don't even know that somebody else is saying the same thing that you're saying under your breath, like you're pretending that nobody can hear it. And not only has God heard it, but he wrote it down already. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Something about that I like. All right, here you go. Here's your next trivia question. Which epistle, it's a Paulinian epistle, by the way, which epistle, 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 I don't know what an epistle is. That might be an official of an epistle. Which epistle mentions believers being caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord? Okay, not talking about Rev, not talking about Revelation. Which of Paul's epistles mentions that? And for those that are looking for more of a clear definition, that would be the primary reference to the rapture, which is a primary reference to being caught up or caught away. Which epistle? mentions that if you think you know the answer i should probably give you the phone number uh if you think you know the answer wait i gotta wait i gotta get the other sheet okay 972-445-0770 you know i've said this phone number ten thousand times we're gonna have to plaster the number everywhere <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> wow. Uh, 972-445-0770. Ask me about, you know, how the, how the hem on the garment of the high priest is, what the color rotation is, and how it's got to go with the bells, and how it goes with the pomegranates, and how they're red, and then they're blue, and then they're scarlet, uh, or purple. And uh, I can tell you all about that. My phone number, which I say 10,000 times, can't remember. Pretty accurate. <laughs> That's just so sad. All right, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email, David at he must increase dot org. So my uh we do have somebody who's gonna answer the question and we're gonna give them that chance to do it. Then I have a very short joke uh uh contingency and then uh, we'll go from there. So the person's ready to answer a trivia question, send them on through. Knock knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother that would not go away. Hey well I don't want you to go away. So hey, how are you, bro? <laughs> 
Okay, good, good. Okay, all right. Uh, got it. Got to do the trivia question first. Okay. Yes. Wit, wit, official, wit, epistle. I said official, by the way. Is that hilarious? Official. Yeah, official. Yeah, it's official. Uh, it's like an official epistle. Uh, which yeah. epistle mentions believers being caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord, to ever, forever be with the Lord at that point? Which one says that? Uh, it's First Thessalonians. That is First Thessalonians! Yes, sir! Chapter 4, verse 17, 1 Thessalonians, that's the one that says, Boop, we're done, bye, see ya, told you we were right. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on with you, bro? Talk to me. Uh, not much, just praying, and uh, I have a question for you while now you're a doctor. Uh-oh, uh, take okay. two aspirin. No, go ahead. <laughs> hey, another day my daughter asked me, Daddy, what happened like once a believer died, does they go straight to heaven or they wait for the judgment ah so that's that's an excellent excellent question so to depart and be with christ is far better so we know that there is an absolute immediate connection but we also know that the fullness of that of that moment does not get fully expressed until the judgment is fulfilled, the resurrections take place, and the new heavens and the new earth. So in some form, we are immediately with the Lord. In another form, it is not complete. So the answer is kind of, yeah, we're with the Lord, but kind of not fully yet. Yeah, I mean, that's what my thought was, but I said, oh, but I'm not sure. So yeah, no, that's as right that as you can. find out. Yeah, people want to um, tell you exactly Dr. what... Dr. Phil. Oh, I mean, Dr. Yeah. Dr. David. <laughs> <laughs> people want to tell you exactly how it is. It's like, you don't know. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. Just so stop. I, but, but so be... that's why I say, I know there are, you know, like if people take uh, the, the Bible scripture out of context, uh, so... Yeah, you know, so that's why you, you know, does a great job on this. A guy named Larry Hart. Okay, it's a, he's Dr. Larry Hart wrote a theology book called Truth of Flame, and that okay. happens to be it's a very uh, he's Baptocostal, and it's a very interesting approach. Uh, I think it's probably one of the more insightful approaches called it's Larry Hart Truth of Flame. Great, 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 great book. By the way, just. Lights out, cool. Uh, okay, it's H A R T. It's it's Larry Hart, H A R T, uh, and you could. I'm pretty sure you can still get it on Amazon. Maybe not, but I think you can. Um, okay. Oh yeah, no, you can get it on Amazon because I think I got it in my Kindle books. So oh, yeah, okay. so I think so. So you could do that, and uh, it really gives a good treaty on that subject. Good, very good. All right. All right. Well, thank you so very much. You're welcome, my brother. Love you in the Lord. Uh, same here. All right, bye-bye. And praying for all of all of our brother and sister on the David Spoon experience. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, great questions. Great. I love stuff like that. All right, so uh, we're going to save the joke for a little bit. They're short, so it's okay. I want to get into this next thing with Zofer because I, I find it to be amazing. So keep in mind as we're going to cover into this, you know, we're going to probably go an extra minute or two long, so I'll try to stand this, but uh, Job chapter 11. Uh, verse one. Some people say his name is Zophar, uh, Zophar, Zophar. I, you know what? Call him Z. I don't care. That's fine. Okay. Then Zophar, the uh, name, 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 look at that, Naamathite. 
Wow. Replied to Job, shouldn't someone answer this torrent of words? Is a person proved innocent just by talking a lot? Should I remain silent while you babble on? Get it, babble. When you mock God, shouldn't someone make you ashamed? You claim my teaching is pure and I am clean in the sight of God. If only God would speak. If only he would tell you what he thinks. If only he would tell you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom is not a simple matter. Listen, God is doubtless punishing you far less than you deserve. There's so much here. It's just so much. It's so wonderful. But let's just start with this, okay? I talk for a living. You don't think I know that? I do know that. I would rather have my words be absurd and humorous slanted than to be anything of a blasphemy uh, kind of approach. And I understand some people don't like that, but other people do, and I relate to that. In fact, this weekend I watched three movies from before 2000, uh, comedy spoofs, and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing, and it was like medicine to my soul. It's just like it's just wonderful for me. And so what he says is, is a person proved innocent just because they talk a lot? No. They're not. Prayer is the main place you don't want to do this. Because Jesus said they think they're heard for their many words. It's like, so when you pray, it's not just the many things we say. It's the heart that we bring in, and it's the fact that you still have two ears and one mouth. And his argument is just because you say a lot, and this is how the arguments work in the media. What they do is they say so much, give little time for response, and they just – like they're right because they say so. And it's like very dangerous. And this is also true in government, and this is also true in many judicial cases, which are supposed to have a equal – you know, uh, the, the idea of, the, of justice is uh, with the woman having the blindfold over her is it's supposed to be impartial, not just straight out blind. And so it's like <laughs> – you go like, what? what is going on around here? And so he just starts off by saying, just because you're talking a lot doesn't mean he's right in saying that. In Job's situation, Job is pouring it out. And keep in mind that these are supposed to be, ready, three friends. <laughs> Job, Job's not going to church or to temple and then just telling everybody that passes by. These are three people that came to sit with him so they can mourn with him and work with him and love on him. And, again, and to them he's sharing on. So I kind of feel like this babbling on is a little bit of a slight against the friendship between Job and this guy. But that's, you know, that's my take. You can read into it what you what you will. But his point is solid in saying a person's not proved innocent just by talking a lot. Well, that's true. That's 100% correct. Yet, he's basing that on the wrong understanding of the situation. This is all that I keep saying every, and I'll keep saying it all the way through till we get to chapter 32. Be careful when you assume, because when you assume, as the uh, odd couple taught us very clearly with Tony Randall and Jack Klugman, you put yourself in a dangerous place, don't you? So it's one thing to assume in a form of humility or to try and understand it and yield it. It's another thing just to say straight out, I understand the whole situation. Here's the answer. Okay? All right. 
We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So we we chatted uh, about it on the phone, and it turned out that he had a pastor who used to be his pastor reach out to him and say, the Lord put you on my heart. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. He had another person say, hey, if you got this situation, let me know. He was talking to me. He was talking to somebody else. And it was like he had like four sources of support and didn't even realize that what he was seeing was the circumstance, which we all do. And and when we pulled it back and looked at it, he's like, yeah, there's like four different places he was getting support from. And it's like, that's amazing. But see, that's not that amazing in the context of just what Peter and John said when they went into the temple. Children, you men of Israel, why does this miracle surprise you? Why does it even surprise us? God does so many things to reach to us and to speak to us. He is never, let me just say this, he is never absent from your tragedy. He is never disappeared from your circumstance. It's never happened. Long before you said yes, God said yes to you. Just just think about the level of that, the commitment that would take. That means that God looked at my life and in spite of my <laughs> in spite of my insanities said yeah we'll take him is that amazing think about how amazing that is and so i was uh, somebody had sent me a video about somebody who had a, an experience in heaven and i was like well you know i, I like some of those but some of those are kind of weird and squirrely and da 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 and then it, the lord was reminding me about my own dream that i had about making it in heaven where God had the king had his arm around me and he's showing me different things in my life and here's what you accepted my son let me tell you something God will reach you and touch you and speak to you the biggest question for all of us is are we listening do you remember what happened when uh, the Lord spoke over Jesus? Uh, the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus, and the Bible says that the people thought that it thundered. But it didn't thunder. God spoke. See what see that right there? That that right there. Because what we do is we think what oh, thundered. But it's God speaking. The biggest question is, are we listening? And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As with Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready. Ooh. Get ready. Ooh. Here we go. Trivia question. Ready? Ooh. Here we go. This is in the general epistles. So remember how we separated? You got the Gospels, then you have Acts, you have the Paulinian epistles, then the general epistles, and then the apocalypse, uh, apocalyptic writing, which is Revelation. Okay? All right. Listen. This is in the general epistles. What epistle, and you guys really should get this, talks about 
the cloud of witnesses. The cloud of witnesses. Nine seven two. Very nice, Joanne and Cordelia. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero would be the number to call. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three would be the text, and then David and he must increase dot org. That would be the email. We're also going to send you up to the website right here, as we often do. I want to remind you about the Ambassador Program. It's funny because I went through my own card today or yesterday. No, yes, wait, wait, today's Monday, Saturday. Went through my own card Saturday. I had old business cards when the show was just two to three. I was like, well, that's not helpful. And then I didn't have any uh, brochures in my car. I had them in my bag, but not in my car. And I thought, well, I don't take my bag everywhere. And then I convicted myself, so to speak. I got it. Anyway, if you go on the website and watch the video, we'll send you stuff free. You don't ever have to use it, but but just be open to using it. Uh, when I think it's important just to be available. It's just part of our making ourselves ready to serve kind of mentality. And it does encourage people to check out the show. We want, we want to encourage people the best we can. Uh, so I'm going to send you the website. Don't forget the ambassador program. Then don't forget about money. Okay? I'm going to make this super easy. Ready? Money uh, for our ministry because of where we're at. Money's a good thing. <laughs> In our it's not it's not greed. It's survival. That's a big difference. <laughs> Just so you can know, uh, as we laugh, I just keep laughing about that thing I sent you the other day about the hundred thousand. Hey, we're almost at a hundred thousand on my car. You know, this is like so funny. It's like great. Anyway, check out he must increase dot org. Prayer request. He must increase dot org. Praise report. He must increase dot org. Looking to give to this ministry. He must increase dot org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. That is so short. That was it. <laughs> We've got to do something. You got to do something about that. We got to do something about those short ones. That is just like, you know. <laughs> You know what? That's too short. I'm not even going to comment on that, and I'm not giving that a contest vote. So just we're just going to move on. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'm going to do uh, the history in the next segment. I want to do these. There's just six of these very, very short one-liners. Three are funny. One is thoughtful, and two are goofy. Okay? So just telling you up ahead of time. Here it goes. So we're just a little bit of humor. Uh, please uh, try not to be upset. Or uh, think that the world is caving in because somebody is uh, telling a joke uh, that has Christian theme. Okay, here's number one. Uh, this is uh, I'm not going to tell you who said these. These are all famous people, except for the very last one will be Oliver Wendell Holmes. But listen to this. The tr- and I've mentioned this before, but it's so good. The trouble with born again Christians is that sometimes they're even a bigger pain the second time around. <laughs> I'm sorry. I find that to be funny. Uh, Most of us spend the first six days of the week sowing wild oats. Then we go to church on Sunday and pray for a crop failure. Get it? Because you're sowing wild. Okay. Yeah, that'd be an appropriate one for that. Okay. Uh, I do like this saying. This is actually from Peter Berry. I'd rather live my whole life assuming there is a God and find out there isn't than to live my whole life assuming there isn't and find out there is. Now, I happen to love that statement because if I'm wrong and we and we get there and, and the Lord's not there, okay. But if I'm right for every one of those people that reject, oh, is that trouble? 
right? All right, here's, this will be the last one. I really like this. Uh, this is from Oliver Wender Holmes. Young man, the secret of my success is that at an early age, I discovered I was not God. What was that? What was that? <laughs> you know, I like playing with the stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay, here we go. I like that, Oliver Wonder Holmes. That's a good line. All right. go. I want to go right back to this because I want to really dig into this because this is stuff you got to know. I got to know it. You got to know it. Our trivia. What's our trivia? Our trivia. Uh, Cordy, uh, sorry, what uh, what letter in the New Testament, one of the general letters, talks about the cloud of witnesses? Hint, we are teaching this in our show. There's your hint. So if you think you know, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. I want to go right to this part because I, I – Oh, I can't do this justice, but it's just so important to get to. Okay? So let me get to it. All right? Here is Zophar. He's responding to Job, right? He says in verse 5, chapter 11, If only God would speak to me. If only he would tell you what he thinks. If only he would tell you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom is not a simple matter. Listen. God is doubtless punishing you far less than you deserve. Okay? Next verse. Can you solve the mysteries of God? Can you discover everything there is to know about the Almighty? Such knowledge is higher than the heavens. But who are you? It's deeper than the underworld. What can you know in comparison to him? It's broader than all the earth and wider than all the seas. If God comes along and puts a person in prison or calls the court to order, who is going to stop him? For he knows those who are false and he takes note of all their sins. Listen to this line. An empty-headed person wouldn't become wise any more than a wild donkey can bear human offspring. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's just go through this so you can catch this. We're not going to go through each thing, but let's catch what he's saying. First thing he says is this. God, God is doubtlessly, doubtless punishing you far less than you deserve. The statement is true, but not in this circumstance. So let's just see. This is what I'm saying. You've got to in scripture. If you're following the context and you're reading this, and you've read chapter one, two, now watch three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and now you're in chapter eleven. You understand that what's over saying. He's not saying is wrong. God he punishes us far less than our sins. The New Testament says that. The Old Testament says that. That's not the problem. The problem is in this situation, that ain't the case. And because he assumed, he interpreted that truth in the wrong direction. Is that true, that God punishes us far less than we deserve? Yes. Is that true here? No. Do you understand that difference? He does punish us less, but that's not the case here. So he has a biblical truth, and he's, but he's applying it incorrectly. Get that? Then he says this, and this is some, this is some great stuff. Can you solve the mysteries of God? Can you discover, discover everything there is to know about the Almighty? Such knowledge is higher than the heavens. But who are you? 
No, you're not as smart as God. This another truth has nothing to do uh, other than a too bad Zophar didn't go, you know, now that I'm saying all this, maybe I shouldn't tell you what it is that you're doing wrong. <laughs> he does a, he's acknowledging that God's ways are higher. God's knowledge is way beyond. Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong within the Lord. He's not telling you everything. He's not even hardly telling you what's happening tomorrow. He's only telling you he's got tomorrow in his hand. And that requires us to trust him and to have faith in him and have confidence in him. And God's understanding is deeper than, it's higher than the heavens, deeper than the, than the world below. It's wider than the seas. There's no person that can come before the Lord and say, well, I understand the situation fully. No, you don't. You don't even know what hosts of heaven, you don't even know who they are. Well, the hosts of heaven. Well, those have to be angels. Maybe. <laughs> well, they have to be some form of angel. Maybe. I don't know. Why don't you ask God? Only God holds those things. You see, it's just the arrogance of man. And what was the sin between Adam and Eve and God? If you eat this fruit, you will become like God. Knowing good and evil. So now all of a sudden man in his sinful nature thinks he knows everything. Going back to my very first teaching in the very beginning of this show about me having the attitude, well, I know what's good for my knee, I know what's bad for my knee, I'll tell the doctor, I'll tell my wife, I'll show everybody. All I did was show everybody I'm an idiot. You understand that? And 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 Zophar, he's got the line on the Lord right when he says, oh, the, this is way beyond, this is God's stuff. You don't know what God has to think. But then he goes and he proceeds to explain what's going on. So he acknowledges that God is ahead, and then he tells him, yeah, so all this is happening because, and so then he goes in and see, I don't want to say this, he, he, he literally makes the truth and then ruins it by trying to step over the truth. It's like, you're right, God knows everything. And here's a great, great line by, by Gene Edwards. It might be one of the best lines. These are one of the lines you should write down. If you don't write in your Bible, that's cool, but you should have some kind of journal, some kind of notebook, right? Ready? God knows what's happening, but he's not always telling it's like, there you go. God knows what's happening. He's not always telling. Sometimes he tells you, sometimes he don't. It's up to him. And so we surrender to the fact that he is in charge. Again, Zophar says the right thing, but when we come back, we're going to jump into how wrong he applies the truth. It's just clear as can be. All right, well, then we'll talk about trivia when we get back to... Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. By the way, the answer to the trivia question, which book talks about the cloud of witnesses? Do you know what that is by any chance? It's a New Testament. Let me tell you, it's New Testament. It's a book that we teach, and we're in it on Friday. Not Corinthians. No, um, no. Yeah, one more. Um, Jesus and coffee. Jesus and coffee. Hebrews. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, there you go. That's right. Good <laughs> Hebrews. Come on. Hebrews. That's funny. That was actually a good one. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here we go. I mean, they're all, you know, none of our, none of our material is original. That's all I can say. Okay. More professional. More <laughs> professional. No kidding, right? We're just like, yeah, here we are, hanging out with one another. You know what? I just, I love, I love that about us. That's like one of the things I love the most. Uh, we're going to do our history, and then I'm going to do the teaching out, finish the teaching out. Let's do history. Let's go All right, today is no-brainer day. 
exactly. meaning. Uh, I think that fits the show. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> no-brainer show. Uh, today is Polar Bear Day. I'm not sure how that works. National Chili Day. Like Good. I like chili. Yep. Uh, National Strawberry Day. I love Yum. strawberries. Love strawberries. Now, this I thought was weird, and you'll have to just deal with this, and I brought this up a year ago. National Protein Day, but in the picture for National Protein Day, they show chicken wings. Not chicken. Chicken wings. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I like good protein to me. But I, 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 I'm for the protein, but it's just like, uh, the wings, really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, first Mardi Gras celebrated in New Orleans on this day in 1827. Uh, Destroy Your Life magazine. Oh, I'm sorry. People magazine uh, had its first publication in 1974. And this I thought was uh, worthwhile. In 1982, the first million-dollar winner of the Professional Bowling Bowlers Association, Earl Anthony, after winning a $38,000 prize for the Toledo Trust, uh, became the first million-dollar winner of the PBA. So, wow. I might amazing. need to get in bowling. Yeah, there's a little money in bowling. Strike it down. Uh, okay, so there's that. All right, let's go to the rest of the text. Uh, we're going to skip our last trivia question, but I want to get all that stuff in. This, uh, I think, is, is uh, and I'm going to try and say this super nice because there might be some people who get offended. I'm trying not to be overly offensive, just generally offensive. I try to be an equal opportunity offender. Okay? Try to offend everybody across the board. In fact, Eric came up with a great bumper sticker. I'm offended that I didn't offend you. <laughs> that's like that's genius, by the way. All right, here's what he said. Uh, Job chapter 11, verse uh, 13. Here's uh, what he said. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands in him, to him in prayer. Get rid of your sins and leave all your iniquity behind you. Then you will, your face will brighten in innocence, and you will be strong and free of your fear. You will forget your misery. It will all be gone like water under the bridge. Your life will be brighter than the noonday, and the darkness will be as bright as the morning. You will have courage because you will have hope. You will be protected and will rest in safety. You will lie down unafraid, and many will look to you for help. But the wicked will lose hope. They have no escape. Their hope becomes despair. This is Zophar telling Job what to do in order to get everything back on track. So what does he do? He tells him, oh, dude, get rid of your sin. That is what he said. If only you would pre prepare your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer. Look at this. Look at, the, look at this, verse 14. Get rid of your sin. And leave all iniquity behind you. Then your face will brighten in innocence. Let's understand what's going on. Zophar declares that Job's problems are because of his iniquity and his sin. Zophar is 100% wrong. He tries to convince Job that if he would just abandon his sin, he'll be doing great and life will be fantastic. He will have courage again, and there will be nothing to worry about or despair about. The problem with this thinking is that the entire situation has nothing to do with Job's sin. This is the problem. So the premise is wrong. I want to, I'm going to repeat this because this is so big. The premise is wrong. Therefore, the conclusion is wrong. Therefore, the judgment is wrong. Therefore, Zophar is wrong. Yeah, we did all those wrongs, right? Listen to what I'm saying. This is so important. The, 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 it's just, it's critical. 
He's telling him, if you just do this, you just abandon your sin. If you just do this, this will everything will be just wonderful. It'll be fantastic. Oh, isn't this great? Here's the problem. He's wrong. Don't you understand? He's wrong. He's saying this has happened because of his sin. No, it didn't. It happened because God was bragging about Job. So his, his assessment, the premise is wrong. His conclusion is wrong. His judgment is wrong. He's wrong. And herein lies the problem with so many Christians. They keep thinking they know what's going on and give the answers. When a lot of times they can be as clueless as, as possible. What God is doing is in the hand of God. Again, Dover's right. You know, the Lord knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. But for us to assess, we know all of the nuances that God is doing is goofy. And I'll tell you why it's goofy. Because apart from the righteousness of Christ, you got nothing. Stained with sin we are. And we don't know all the things that the Lord's doing. And I, I, you read this book, I, I, think it's, I think it's divinely placed before the Psalms. I actually believe that the Lord was more involved in it than people re realize. That it's placed before the Psalms so that you can understand, as David expresses, I'm up, I'm down, I'm this, I'm that, I'm petitioning you, I'm repenting, I'm all these normal things. I think Job is placed strategically before the Psalms to say, you're not that smart. Don't try and tell God everything. Don't try and figure everything out. I can't tell you why God has allowed certain things to happen to me, let alone to you. The few pieces of revelation I have gotten, have, and every time he shows me, I, am, I, I realize I'm such an idiot. That I kept assuming it was this, or I kept assuming it was that, or this was involved, and this was involved. And it's like, none of that is right. But but by golly, I know. My name's Dave. I got a doctorate. I should be able to tell people. Here's what I can tell you. God holds all of the answers in his hand, and when it gets tough or when it is easy as peasy and can be no sim nothing about it, either way, draw close. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where it goes. You, you don't want to take the attitude out. Just leave me alone. You don't want to take the. You don't want to. And you don't tell God what's going on when majority of time we don't know what's going on. But we are supposed to trust Him. You may think, well, how can it all pan out? Well, I can't answer that. But He who sees everything in all frames of time, He can answer that. So as Christians, we have to be careful not to have the premise, the conclusion wrong. You know, like they have the premise wrong and then conclude wrong and then judge wrong and then and then go about and give answers that are wrong. We got to not be like Zophar. We can't be a Christian like this guy in the context of telling people this is the whole of the matter and so on and so forth. I'm sorry, I'm not a writer for the Lord. I can't do that. I am not inspired by the Holy Spirit the way that the authors were in the Bible. And what I know is that it is my job to trust him. And my job to what? To not justify myself, but to justify God. Not just for myself, but for others too. That way I love God with all my heart, soul, strength, and mind. Right? <laughs>
All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.